Hello, my true crime lovers, and welcome back to Crime Arita, hosted by yours truly, Ivis. Really quick, let me go ahead and tell you guys about this margarita I'm sipping on. It's some white peach margarita, really good, really strong, but very sweet. So I, I'm, a, you know, I'm a sweet girl. I, I love my drink sweet. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one from a 1 to 10 into 7. Ladies, give that a try. If you guys like it, let me know. It's the white peach. Um, but let's go ahead, grab yourself a drink, and let's dive into some Cramarita. Today we're going to be talking about Rochesa Williams, age 13, from Baldwin, Long Island, New York. So... What was said was that she ran away with her boyfriend and she ended up in Easton, PA at a house with Kathleen. She was the person who owned the house, but it was actually also a um, like a hotspot, a punto where they were running drugs from. And her boyfriend, William's boyfriend, was also involved with the three killers in the drug business. So that's how she ended up at Kathleen's house. Um... Her boyfriend had to go serve time, which meant that Williams had to take over for him and she started getting involved with the drug business. So she stood there and one day she was with Kathleen, um, talking to Kathleen about how she wanted to go home. Now around this time, the three killers weren't at the house because Kathleen ended up kicking them out. But at, on this particular day when they were talking and discussing, you know, about her wanting to go home because there was nothing basically there for her no more. Her boyfriend left. I would want to go home too if I'm there by myself and I'm getting involved with all this stuff that's going on. And, you know, I don't, my, my man's not here. The reason why I left my house isn't here anymore. So I would want to go home too. So around this time, she said, um, Kathleen said that she didn't even hear them even come in, but they ended up not, you know, coming into the door all irate, looking for some money from some drugs. Now, Mayweather started accusing um, Williams of, of stealing worth a thousand or two thousand worth of um, money and drugs. And her, you know, her being thirteen, she was a little, she was a little confused, a little lost about what was going on. So Mayweather then punched her in the face, like if she was a grown man. Now we're talking about a thirteen-year-old girl. If you if you look at the thirteen year old, they're you know they're petite, you know they're they're still they're they're still babies, they're still kids. So you think of a grown man punching this child in the face. Of course, you know she got dizzy. She ended up on the floor. Now Mayweather started egging on Henry to uh, torture Williams. Now when when it came to the torturing, they're like, "Look, let's go ahead, let's torture, let's torture." You know, basically, I'm, I'm I'm guessing that they did that to try to see if she was going to tell them where's the money or the drugs. So they ended up grabbing her, taking her to the basement. And that's when the torturing began. Now, Kathleen stood upstairs while they took her downstairs. Now, Mayweather came back upstairs, started roaming around looking for tape. And, you know, he, he asked Kathleen, like, hey, do you got tape? Where's your, where's your tape at? And, um, you know, she's like, yo, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any tape. So as he's looking, he, he, he comes across a corkscrew 
Now, he's like, he got extra excited about this corkscrew. So, he grabbed a corkscrew. He he grabbed a hanger. He also grabbed a turkey baster. A booster. Baster booster. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um, he grabbed that. And he went downstairs. And the torturing began. They, you know, they started poking her with the corkscrew. Um, at one point, uh, Kathleen said that Stanley came upstairs and, you know, Stan and she's like, Hey, can you, can you try to stop it? Like, stop what's going on. Like, supposedly she said that she didn't know what was going on downstairs. All she heard was, you know, Williams just begging for her, you know, begging for them to stop and, and just asking God, you know, just repeatedly praying and saying, Oh God. And Stanley goes and tells her that. Williams, I'm sorry, um, that, that the, the other two were, or, um, forcing her to have oral sex. I'm sorry. Is when it comes to this, I'm just picturing as a kid. So I get a little, you know, I get a little, um, it touches me a little bit different just because I have a kid. So I'm sorry that, you know, that, that it took me a little while, but, um, they were performing, they were making her, basically they raped her. And she, and they were just giving like they're they're used the turkey um bastard and they they use chemicals from the from the household and they were just using it on her as well to take away all the DNA. Of course, you know if they're raping her, you think there's a whole bunch of DNA, but they literally just use all types of chemicals on this poor child's body to get rid of any DNA. So. What happened? What happened was that Kathleen was upstairs, and she said that at one point everything got quiet, and she said that when it got extra quiet, that she went running downstairs just to go check on Williams, and she said that she didn't see anything, she didn't see nobody downstairs. So when she went ahead and looked out the window, she could see the three individuals with a cardboard box heading towards the cemetery through the alley. Now, the cemetery was only a block and a half away from Kathleen's house. So she said she said that she didn't see them anymore after that. And a couple, like a week or so later, they came back to uh, Kathleen's house um, to to basically finish her off. Because you got to think she's the only eyewitness that could literally tie them all together to this, you know, this child's murder. Because that's exactly what it was, you know. If I see someone leaving in a cardboard box, I'm not going to think that they're still alive. So, um, so they came to Kathleen's house to finish the job. Now they stabbed Kathleen. They also burned her with a, with a, um, with a hanger as well. Now they're basically trying to do the same thing they did to Williams to Kathleen. But for some reason, she ended up getting away and ran out the house, which Magically, she ended up running into a police officer. And now that her life was in danger, she decided to go ahead and tell them the truth about everything. Told them about Williams, told them about, you know, about the three uh, killers. Now, that, of course, kicked off the investigation. Crime scene investigators ended up in her basement where they found all, all everything that, that was used to torture this child, they found as well as um, the chemicals that were used. So once they found the, you know, once they, they saw the proof of like 
of a homicide occurring there, they went and searched the cemetery. Now, in the cemetery, they found her body where it was extremely decomposed on August 10th, 1996. They found her body. Now, this is the summertime. This Where they found her body was enclosed. It was, it was hot. So you got to think, there is flies, there is maggots. You know, the body was decomposing. So what the um, autopsy said was that they couldn't, the coroner basically couldn't figure out exactly how she died, but they did, but he did say that there was extreme trauma to the body. But since it was so decomposed, there was flies laying eggs. So the body had been there for a little bit, um, which made it harder for him to determine the cause of death. But he can see that there was physical harm to the body. So he, he did roll it a homicide. Um, there was no DNA at all. The only thing that was found was a piece of red chewing gum. Now, what was said was that um, Mayweather loved red chewing gum. And from what his friends and people said was that he always chewed on that type of gum. So he was already locked up for, abu- um, for assaulting Kathleen. So they already had his DNA. So what they did was they took the DNA from the chewing gum and matched it to his DNA. So that that right there, you know, confirmed that he was involved. So he got life in prison without possibility of parole, as well as as well as Henry. Henry also got charged for her murder. Now, Stanley is still out. And they don't know where he's at. Um, it's been 20 plus years. And it was 20 plus years and they still haven't found him. And right now he is FBI's in the PA area, most wanted. And they have said, now there are people who have said that they've seen him in Eastern PA as well as in New York City. Now, they also think that he may be dead. But, um, you know, and that's what I'm just reading. But as of right now, they don't know where he's at. He could be living his best life or he could be dead. Hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't wish death on everybody, but hopefully he's not here no more because what he did or what he was part of is definitely like it's the worst thing you could be accused of. So um, now that is the story of Richeza Williams. Um, Really quick, I want to just take a couple you know seconds just to remember her because at the end of the day she was just a child um a mom did lose a kid she um in a brutal way so you know i'm just gonna take a couple seconds of silence just for her um and then once i'm done the silence i'm gonna be bringing in a uh a, um excuse me uh a special guest which is kathleen's daughter i'm not gonna use her real name i'm just gonna say I'm not even going to mention her name. I'm going to just, you know, talk to her as a regular person, ask her a couple questions. So really quick, I'm going to take this time just to get a couple of minutes of silence just for um, Williams. All right. Thank you guys for that. um, That moment of silence. In front of me, I have the daughter of Kathleen. I'm going to go ahead and ask her some questions. Um, and so here we go. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. you for coming. Thank you for taking the time. I know stuff like this isn't easy to bring back. 
um, all the memories. But um, how are you? How's everything? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How is the margaritas? It's amazing. Congratulations on making it to Apple. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just ask you some questions. Um, you know, if if it's too hard for you to answer, just let me know. But um, here you go. So at what age did you find out about the murder? I was seven. So you were seven when it happened? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, did you live with your mother around the time that the murder occurred? Not at the time the murder occurred, no. Where were you? I was living with my grandma and my aunt and uncle. Okay. Now, since since you were actually seven, did they did your family try to shelter you from the truth or from the story at all? Or how did that work? So I never heard anything about it from my family when I was a kid. I actually heard about it on TV, seen it the Stanley being on America's Most Wanted and being a kid and hearing my mom's name pop up on TV and see <clears throat> pictures, but my family never discussed it with me. It was just something I was kind of grew up and seen. Wow. Now, did you ever, now you know, now I, I know, so you know that she was locked up, right? So were you ever around her when she was testifying because I know she was an eyewitness to um to everything that happened yes right before the trial started she was awarded weekend visitation where I went every other weekend so during the trial process you know they would come and get her and take her and stuff like that wow so talk about the justice system guys do you guys hear that so she's going through this whole murder um this whole she's testifying against this murder a brutal she was brutally involved in the murder i mean the house and they still let you into that house yes. after everything yes wow that's crazy um so now have you ever heard her side of the story yes i have do you mind like sharing maybe just a little bit about what you know what she said to you and what how old were you when it happened because i know you know god so ironically i was 13 years old same age as the girl and you know i seen this stuff on tv growing up i talked to my siblings about it and you know i kind of always just wanted her her side so one day we were in a car and i asked her i said you know hey like I'm 13, I'm the same age as this girl. Like what like how would you feel if that were me? And she, I was like just I need to know the truth about everything that happened with this. Like I have so many unanswered questions. Like basically you've never done anything for me. Just do me this one favor and tell me like, "Hey, you know, this is what happened." So she she did and I mean it wasn't easy being 13 years old hearing hearing this and hearing what really happened versus what what the world thinks and knows don't really know what thinks because of what they've been told wow now do you know if there was actual like did she ever tell you if there was actually stuff taken from them like was it was it actually true or was it just them being paranoid that they thought that she just stole the money and the drugs well after she kicked them out they they didn't take everything out they came back for their stuff um she did it she took it and she just never fessed up to it wow but so she knew 
she that it wasn't that she yeah knew that they were there for. wow and knowing that that poor girl didn't have anything to do with it she she allowed it well, not allowed it, but she, you know, what she didn't, she, do, yeah, she to didn't do anything it, yeah. to stop it. She now, did, selfish. Exactly. Yeah. Now, did you ever ask her why she didn't go get help while they were doing all this to her? Like, while, because, you know, she did testify that she did hear her screaming and, you know, asking, you know, pleading for help. Did she ever, like, did you ever ask her if she ever tried to get help? So, from what she told me, is Stanley Obaz is the one who basically kept her in the room. He kept her away from go, trying to get away. He was the one who basically, you know, he was on babysitting duty watching her. But also downstairs. When he would be called down to bring them something. Wow. Wow. So how how does that make you... Did that make you look at your mother in a different way? Did it, like... You know, because I'm I'm pretty sure that once she told you the truth, you being a 13 year old girl, you know, it probably hit you a little it, even worse now that you know the truth. Or did it? Did it not? Well, yeah, it definitely it definitely did something to me. Me already having issues with her, like her not being there, and you know now like being a teenager, you're angry and you got questions. You're just mad at the world for no reason. And especially when you're hurt by somebody that is supposed to be a parent, somebody who's supposed to protect you. But in reality, they never been there or did anything for you. And just knowing, like, hey, like, you're even more of a horrible person than what I ever thought. Like, it's one thing to abandon your kids, but you let somebody die because of you and your actions. Of course, it made me look at her different. How could you look at somebody knowing, like, man, I would sacrifice my life for a kid. I would pure innocence yeah i definitely would too i get i get being 13 and you know thinking you know everything i get it i was the same age when i was asking these questions but i could also imagine being that 13 year old little girl you know every little girl's first love they think they know everything and little girl just was trying to follow love and didn't know what she got caught up in right which makes everything so worse which makes the whole story worse now i know your mom did think that um Williams was 19 is that was that true or was yes, that yes that what that was true she had identification stating a different name and she went by a nickname so she had ID to prove and that's what she showed everybody they all thought nobody knew she was actually a 13 year old little girl until everything came to light until everything came to light yes yeah. <sighs> wow now I know that um your mother was involved in the drugs was she on drugs during everything as well as when she told you this story like the truth did you believe her that that is the truth without a doubt i i know she was on drugs when she did all that because nobody in their right mind like you gotta be on drugs to let something like that go down like you gotta be on drugs to like anybody in their right mind who's not under the influence of anything like they, they see a kid in danger or they see somebody else getting ready to be ridiculed, ridiculed or blamed for something that they did, they're going to get involved and be like, hey, listen, nah, it wasn't me. Any, you know, good-hearted, normal human being. Right. Now, um, I know Stanley is still out. Right. Does that scare you, or do you think that he's even alive? What do you think? Do you think he's still out there, or are you scared that, you know, he might come back not saying you know we don't know where he's at but do you ever think about stuff like that or no no it's not something that i ever really thought about um 
I'm not worried about him coming after me. I do share. I don't share the same last name. I don't. Have, I wouldn't either. If something like that, yeah, you know, I wouldn't no. want that to be tying me into yeah, things because no, you were still a child it. when it happened. So you, right. yeah, so right. So no, I, I don't. I don't have. I don't have no fears. I mean, I have a sibling with the same last name. So I mean that I got a little bit of fear for her. I mean, I doubt that the last thing like he got away this long. Like, why would he be worried about trying to come back? Like. Right. They, you know, it says online, it says stuff, like, recently, like, the main testimony was Kathy's. That was the main testimony that could link him to everything. I mean, yeah, they can still link him because of a previous testimony, but she ain't there to testify in court, so he, he probably thinks he got away scot-free. Now, is is your mother still alive? Is she, where is she no, now? No, she, she passed away. Do you mind if I ask, like, how did she pass away? Did she pass away through, like, that someone hurt her? Or was it just, like, natural causes? How? No, she ended up she ended up overdosing. I'm sorry. But, um, I'm sorry to hear that. But I definitely want to just thank you so much for even taking the time out to talk to me about this story. I know things like this isn't easy, you know, um, to bring back. Now, the my last question is just... Do you did you ever know if your mom ever spoke to the mother? I know I know like I know if I was the mom I probably wouldn't want to talk to her, but did you do you know if your mom ever tried to reach out just to apologize for her role in the whole thing? No. She she never did. Um I mean, nah, she was clearly selfish. Selfish um, to the very end. To the very end, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's something that I feel like I would like to do. I don't know how she would be receptive of it, but I do know, like, for me, like, I'm sorry. Like, I am sorry. Like, I feel bad for that family. I feel bad for that little girl. Like, and, it, and it's sad because, it's, you know, you, you shouldn't be, but I get where you're coming from because you were so young. You didn't even know what was going on. You know, it was, but just the fact that you even grew up on that and just having that other mother, like, she lost her daughter because of something your mom, you know, was involved yeah. in, which is like... Like, how can you as a mother do right. something like that? Like, you have a daughter. Like, could right. you imagine? I cannot imagine. I will probably... I'll probably be locked up right now mm-hmm. because, you know, it's just like the simple fact, like, you were there. I feel like you could have done something, yeah, but you, you didn't. didn't. You didn't like, do anything till they Just watching her you. testify and being able to... Because she basically got away. I personally feel... That she should have got time because she, that was her house. She let it happen, but I'm pretty sure the reason why they let her go, you know, go free is because she was the eye eyewitness and she testified against both of the defendants. So I mean, I, it I, makes sense, but it's still like you know. No, I do. I do agree with you. I do believe she should have got time, definitely. Especially you waited. You waited. It's not like they left. Like you had the coast was clear. Like. You had you should have said something. You you didn't have to wait for them to come back for you to say something. Right. Like that's that's wrong. That's if you're going to snitch, snitch. Right. Right. If you're going to snitch, snitch. Do it right. Do Don't it right. So, because if the, you would have told them that they would have protected you. Right. And and you know while I was researching the story, I'm just like in my head, I'm like, yo, she could have definitely like tried her very best to try to get the help. But, you know, it's just she like, yeah, she could have done more, which is what, why, like, and, and this story was really deep to me because 
she's just a child and you know for I don't know how your mom lived with herself just listening to that poor kid like just asking for help and begging crying screaming tort like they tortured her like they they put chemicals in her cuts and it's just like all those the stories it's just crazy like well I can say I did live with her I actually lived with her around one of the anniversaries oh um, so you did live with that's oh my yeah tell I me did, tell us tell um, us all it was when I was 13 it was after I knew the story and the anniversary came up and she was a mess she was devastated it it, it did it, 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 so it took a toll it on her it took a toll on her like she she knew what she did and I mean I'm I'm grateful I got to see that remorse that one day it was it was, it was the saddest thing to see like she knew she knew she relived that day every year and she she lived in the fear that that they were going to come back for her they definitely they definitely scared her and like that's the only thing i i seen the remorse i seen the remorse she knew what she did was wrong she knew she knew that that little girl died because of her and she she regretted it but now i mean who are we to judge her she had to she had to meet her maker right and right. hopefully there's justice. There's justice for that little girl. Right. I know well, thank is... God those douchebags are locked up besides that one but asshole. Speaking of the judicial system, they actually want to get Mayweather released. They want to get Mayweather released. Well, hopefully they don't because he, he, I don't understand why they would want to. They basically, PA is trying to pass a law stating that if you didn't do the actual killing, oh, that's that stupid as hell. You won't spend the rest of your life in in jail. Like that, it basically shouldn't be an eye for an eye. But that man doesn't. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it, and you can absolutely say, not. Like I'm pretty sure, like you've seen in the interviews, he tried to act like he was all innocent, and he actually gave the other individual stanley's story but testimony said otherwise and what i was told was otherwise you were the one who initiated it you were the one you were sick you wanted to torture that girl you got excited about torturing that girl but since you didn't actually kill her take her life based off of what you're saying he should never he should never walk on these streets again yeah absolutely not absolutely not I 100% agree with you. He deserves to be eating bang with butter and bang and cheese for the rest of his life, as well as yeah. dog food on the side. Right, right. So he doesn't deserve anything at all. So, um, But again, thank you so much for taking this time to talk to us and get involved in my, you know, my podcast. Cheers. <laughs> um, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys like the way I... Uh, did this one this pod um this one episode well my second episode and next monday i'm going to be talking about the bloody blenders so um i can't wait that's actually um a crazy mystery it was a family of serial killers which is even more crazy so you guys know me and my serial killers i can't wait to talk to you guys about that and um let me know what you guys think give me your feedback and Peace out, Girl Scouts. Adios, amigos.